Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for your big book study. My name is Ross M. I'm, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and today's date is Friday, December 15th, 2023, and we're reading from the big book in the fourth to the third edition, the first two paragraphs by March of 1976, ending with, among them, many in their teens. All right, and today's readers, I got to look at that, got to get the list, sorry, is uh, for the steps, Stephanie R., for the traditions, 12 traditions of F1B, reading the text of the Emory M, page 164 is Kathy S., our backup readers, Loretta H., newcomer greeters, Marge O., second hour host is Ann A., and Nancy C. is going to have the announcements. All right, reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, December 14, 2023. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,938. The 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, so that's 20,938 for the 7 a.m. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,939. So you got it, 20,939. All right, the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or free fees for, for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating, compulsive eating, and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Well, now I ask Stephanie R. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, Stephanie R. from Missouri. Here are 12 steps. One, we admit it was over food that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Stephanie. Next up is Evelyn B. With the 12 traditions. Go ahead. Evelyn B. from Massachusetts. (laughs) Evelyn B. from Massachusetts, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. And I pass. All right, how our meeting worked. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive over ears only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we're back in uh, the forward to the third edition. We're reading the first two paragraphs. That's page XXII uh, by March 1976, ending with among them, uh, many in their in their teens. And Anne-Marie M. is going to get us started off with the reading. Good morning, Russ. Thank you for leading our meeting. Um, my name is Anne Marie M. Uh, 
by March 1976, this uh, when the uh, this edition went to the print of the total worldwide the worldwide membership of Alcoholics Anonymous was conservatively estimated at more than 1 million, with almost 28,000 groups meeting in over 90 countries. Surveys of, surveys of groups in the United States and Canada indicate that AA is reaching out not only to more and more people, but to a wider and wider range. Women now make up more than one-fourth of the membership. Among newer members, the proportion is nearly one-third. Seventy percent of AA surveyed are less than 30 years of age, among them many in their teens. Again, my name is Anne-Marie M. I live in South Carolina, and I am, through God's grace, recovered from compulsive overeating. The obsession has been removed, and uh, by me working the steps, I found a God that um, I hold dearly in my heart, and um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for these steps found in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I... um, I was just wondering, you know, when I read the first paragraph, they must have taken a um, a census by the number of books that were sold. That's that's my guess. Um, I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and our intergroup rep, and I'm active in my in my in AA also. Um, and my group, my intergroup rep for my meeting, um, not my intergroup rep, but the intergroup for uh, my AA meeting came back and asked us that in, that our intergroup was, um, that, I'm sorry, worldwide service was asking that we fill out a survey on an app that I have on my phone. Um, and it's, uh, let me see the name of the app. It's um, It's about let me see. Oh, I don't know where it is now. So anyway, it's um, oh, meeting guide. That's what it's called. It's a it's a white chair with a blue background, and um, they had a survey on that, and um, I filled it out. So I'm wondering if that's how they um, the um, they're getting a census now is on that meeting app. But I am uh, grateful that there are younger people coming into this program, oh my gosh, if the whole world would follow these steps and live by these principles, what a peaceful place we would live in, I believe anyway. But um, many teens, and I started um, I started compulsively eating when I was um, in, I, was, I remember eight, being eight years old, having my first binge and drinking when I was about 15, thinking that the drinking would, would uh Help me to lose weight. I wouldn't be eating as many calories, but um, the truth is that I drank and ate. I compulsively ate while I was still uh, drinking, so it didn't slow down my um, my my compulsive eating. And um, you know, I I was when when I, after I read it, I was thinking, boy, I wish I had gotten this program when I was in my teens. But you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And God has the plan, and this is. This is God's plan for me to be um, abstinent. You know, He He struck me absent when I was when I was ready, and to have a relationship with Him. That was the bottom line for me. Uh, almost three years now, and I'm just so grateful for that. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that um, I know uh, I've listened to. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll, I'll pass. Thanks. I didn't know I had so much to say. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thanks, Anne-Marie. Uh, we're going to open up the line for sharing, and although we value your experience, we ask you to limit your share to every third day. So if you uh, share on Wednesday or Thursday, please please, please step back and uh, allow others to get their shot, and uh, please one at a time. That's all I'm asking. All right, who's Christina up? Christina J. from North Janet. Carolina. All right, Janet B. All right, Janet. Robin. Robin P. Right. Robin P. Diane G. New Jersey. Alex B. from St. Louis, Missouri. All right, Diane G. There was so, and then I got Alex B. But there was someone before there. Jill P. New Jersey. All right, Jill P. All right, who else? Susan G. Tennessee. Susan. G. Mm-hmm. All right. Who else? We got a couple more spots for this first round. Well, we'll go with this. Christina J, Janet B, Robin P, Diane G, Joe P, Al P, and Susan G. All right, Christina, you're up. Morning, Russ. Morning, everyone. Christina J. from North Carolina here this morning. And this paragraph just opens my heart to the girl I was in 1976, graduating from high school with a soul and a gut and a heart full of wounds from my childhood, not knowing they were there because I was using compulsively food in small amounts back then in between dieting, realizing for the first time in my life I didn't want to be fat. Because at 18, 17, the weight began to show up for my compulsive overeating. And today, I hurt inside my heart for that young woman who didn't know a thing about programs. And it warms my heart to know that younger people are coming in. There's a lot of people on the line in their 30s and 40s, maybe even 20s. I've heard a few. And I'm so grateful that they're here. Because they don't have to suffer as long as I did. And... um, I'm just, you know, I'm just so blessed, so blessed to be here at this stage in my life. We have a neighbor that's lost in alcohol and food, and he's a simpleton, as his relatives told us. He's just like a big, warm puppy dog and just goes along with anybody that comes his way, and he's involved with a lot of drug people. And he's going to die soon because he, well, I can't say when he's going to die. You know, there's a miracle until we take our last breath. But my breaks for him. I pray for him, you know, and so I'm just so grateful that today I'm working on deep trauma issues that are coming up that have just, I've carried with them since I was a little girl and walked out of that high school and into my life at 17, 18. And I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just realizing the depth of my selfishness from those wounds and working on them and forgiving myself the things I did that I didn't know, acting out in life in ways. That I didn't know. And because of this program, selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, fear, self-seeking, I learned about all those things. Wow. I learned about love for myself and others. And I learned that I can apologize for my reactions to people when I think they're wrong. That's the biggest deal. I can't change them. You know, I'm just honest in thinking I can change them with my little pouting and stomping up and down and reacting certain ways. That's mean. That's indirectly mean to them. And I apologize for my behavior to my boss this week. And it was a huge awakening for me that God brought me to crawling to my meditation chair 
in complete fog about what the hell was wrong. Why couldn't I sort through this? Why couldn't I fix it? And he showed me. You know, I did two ten steps on it, but it wasn't enough. God wanted me pen to paper to show me what was going on. So 1976 was a special, precious year for me going out into the world with all my confusion and loss. But yet, how many years later, I'm now beginning to dig deep and discovering that I am I am worthy and I don't have to be on the proving ground anymore. Love you guys. I pass. Thanks, Christina. Appreciate it. Next up is Janet P. Followed by Robin P. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B. Recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina, formerly of New Jersey. So lots of statistics here, right? Like women make up 25% of the membership. Okay, I'm in there. 7% of people were less than 30. I was in there less than 30 when I recovered. Thank God I was 23. Um, But I will say this, I think this is the most important statistic. 100% of the people who recover are people who are willing to go to any length. And I think that's so important. Um, I think my first six and a half years in OA, and I also came in 1976, I was dabbling um, because no one really sat me down and told me what to do. So I did a little this. I got a food plan and tried to stick to it. Couldn't do it. But finally, um, someone told me what going, willing to go to any lengths met, means. I got a sponsor who said, no dishonesty at all. The first sign of dishonesty, I drop you. I mean, that's pretty extreme. Um, and I was also told, you know, that I didn't get to just turn in my food. I could keep no food at my house except enough just for that day, every day buy my food for the day, and go to my food sponsor's house and show her what I was eating. So I would pack up all my meals for the day and go show her. Now, I lived in New York City across the street from a bakery. I could easily, and I had before that, walk downstairs, cross the street, and get my binge foods. But, I, you know, there's a beautiful saying, willingness allows grace to enter. And when I was told that by my sponsor, I just said, okay, okay. And I never thought, oh, my gosh, this person is crazy. I was just so grateful that someone who knew this book was willing to help me. So that was part of my willing to go to any length. But I think the biggest part, you know, our book says either God is everything or else he's nothing. I mean, I don't think that means God is my shoe or God is my pen. I think it means I either have to turn everything over to God or it's as if I've surrendered nothing to God. So that means my life is God's. He has my marriage. I try to act the way he wants me to in my marriage, in my child raising, in my job, in everything. Like, Father, what would you have me do? And as long as I live this way of life, living honestly, trying to help other people, trying to do what God wants, then I live in a state of freedom and surrender, which is nothing short of a miracle. But again, I think the most important statistic, this miracle is available to 100% of the people who are just willing to do this work and find God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet. Next up is Robin P. Followed by Diane G. Thanks so much, Russ. I am Robin P. I'm a very grateful recovered compulsive reader in Costa Rica. And um, just so grateful for this meeting. I'm usually on the 10 a.m. and just really grateful to be on here today. 
you know, um, I also love that there are millions of people who are recovered today. That's a, just a miracle of God and grace. It was such a challenging startup. You know, there were so many things that went wrong and just, oh my goodness. And that's why we have the traditions because they came out of all of the errors and problems that happened. You know, um, I'm so grateful uh, also about going to any length. That was the one thing that my sponsor asked me. I, I've been, I'm coming up on eight years of abstinence by God's grace and mercy and um, one day at a time. And, you know, um, she said, are you willing to go to any length to recover? And it's usually what I've witnessed from working with people. It's, it's usually the thing that they don't want to do the most. That is the thing that would help the most. And so sorry, I'm walking and there's a dog. Um, so that's, that's the thing that I've noticed, you know, for me, some people, it seems they don't want to sponsor someone else or they, they get stuck on a step or they don't want to do th- the three outreach calls. They don't want to share in a meeting, whatever it is. It, it's that praying for the willingness to go to any lengths. And I, I ask people to pray about it. Are you willing to go to any lengths to recover? And just let me know what, you, you know, if you feel like you're ready. And some people come back, they go, and they say they're not ready. And I say, just pray to hit bottom as quickly as possible. Because that's the key is that I felt like I hit bottom. When I was asked that question, I wholeheartedly said yes, because I was done. And I was so grateful for the help. And I'm, I'm so grateful for my God squad. I'm so grateful for the steps. I'm so grateful for steps 10, 11, and 12. When anything comes up, I have a solution today instead of the rat on the wheel. I don't have to think obsessively about anything ever again. That's a miracle of grace. God bless everybody with a really blessed abstinence day I pass. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Before Diane jumps on here, uh, let me let you know where we're at. So we're in the fourth to the third edition, and we're reading the first two paragraphs. That's page XXII, and starting with uh, March 1976, ending with, among them, many in their teens. And that's two paragraphs. All right, Diane, you are up. Hi there. I'm Diane G., a grateful recovered compulsory from Canada. And I'm 62. And when I reflect back to my teenage years, there's a lot of things I did that I'm not proud of. And it just recently reminds me of a God story um, that I'd like to share with you. It began on mm-hmm. November 22nd. It was at a speaker meeting. Where after the meeting, um, somebody had shared they lost their mom at a young age, and because of this, they were bullied. And I felt such compassion for him. How could Pitts be so cruel after he lost his mom? And the story kept on coming and coming up until I heard the small, deep voice say, but Diane, you were the bully at the school. Um, and that was so true. And the funny thing is, I never thought to, uh, to, it never came up when I was making my amends. Um, so two weeks later, uh, I felt a prompting to call Bob, and he's given me permission to use his name. And I said, hi, Bob. Um, I'm really sorry you lost your mom at a young age, and because of that, you're bullied. Um, but I just want to let you know that I was a bully at school. Although I wasn't your bullier, I apologize for all the pain and suffering you went through because of my bullying. And Bob's response was, um, I'd just like to take a moment and to process that. 
And after a moment of silence, Bob said, I want to thank you for your call. It really meant a lot to me. And then I said, I know there's no reason, good reason for what I did, but I want to let you know why I felt I need to bully, the need to bully um, All I wanted to do was belong to the popular kids club, except they didn't want me. Uh, and the reason they didn't want me is because I was a preacher's kid. And whether you're a preacher's kid, president of the United States' son, a police officer, or Prince Harry, you can't make any mistakes. You have to be perfect. And nobody wants to hang out with the goody two-shoes. And I just realized that after being rejected by the popular's kids' club, I was looking for kids who were meek and milder than myself, and I bullied them because it gave me power. And so um, it's, to make amends over 50 years ago, it, people have moved and it's going to be hard, but what's come to me is what, how I can make a living amends is I can go to the rooms now and I can watch for people who said they were bullied and who are still hurting them, and I can call them and I can call and apologize for the actions, the pain and suffering they were caused by bullies. And I'm just so grateful to the program that the label bully has finally been removed and it's been replaced by, I'm a child of the most high God and he has amazing plans for me. And on that, I'd like to pass. All right, there, Diane. Next up, thank you. Next up is Joe P. Good morning, everybody. Hi, this is Jill P. from New Jersey. Uh, Russ, my paisano, thank you for taking the meeting and for your service. I'm a very grateful recovering compulsive eater, and I've been enjoying um, the last few days of um, listening to what's gone on in the preface, which is a part of the book that I never really paid much attention to. And it's given me a lot of gratitude in general for the wisdom um, of our forefathers and the far-reaching implications of, um, of what the big book has done for us. You know, I don't share that often, but tomorrow I will be celebrating a very big birthday, and I'm filled with gratitude. Um, I'm back in program two and a half years of being free from my alcoholic foods, of maintaining a sizable weight loss. And um, I just credit this vision meeting with my recovery. I don't remember how I found it when I decided I needed to come back into program, but find it I did, and I found the world's most wonderful sponsor, I hope she's listening, who took me through the first 164 pages, and that continues to be simply life-changing for me. Um, I'm receiving gifts I didn't even know I wanted. I'm letting go of things that I didn't even know that I needed to let go of. I am finding out when I need to take action and when I need to just sit and be still. And that is a challenge for me, but, but I'm learning it. I am learning the two big things, which is that without enlarging my spiritual life, I am not moving forward. And the other big thing is when I am confused and I don't know what to do, all I need to remember is to lead with love. Thank you so much, everybody, for being on this line, and I passed. Thanks, Jill. Next up is Alec B. followed by Susan G. 
Hi, this is Alec B. Ross, can you hear me? Got you, brother. Ah, fantastic. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, compulsive overeater and restrictor recovered for today uh, by the grace of God and because of this program and because of all of you. Um, yeah, listening to these stats, I, I suspect that for OA, they're a little different in the sense that I suspect that as a man, I'm in the minority. Um, and yet also, I'm, I'm someone under 30, close to 30, but under 30. And you know, I just think, listening to these calls and how this program brought me to recovery and brought me to a deeper relationship with my God, how, you know, I'm not, well, just how grateful I am to be growing up in this program, right? When I first came in, I just wanted to get in and get recovered and get out and, and not sponsor, not do anything. And it didn't work. And I had relapse after relapse. But then when I was able to finally surrender to this and to say, okay, God, I, I can't do it. I can't deal with this cycle of overeating and restricting and overeating and restricting. It's destroying my body and my mental health and, all, and, and my spiritual life. I just need to surrender it and do what these people are saying, right? I remember this idea, right, of, of can all these recovered people be wrong? All these people who are way older than me and who know what to do, who have experienced recovery, I just need to listen to them and trust them and trust that God is speaking in them. And when I made that choice to just surrender and to choose um, to, to work these steps as written, and, and I was able to discover uh, the promises and receive the freedom. And yes, I don't do it perfectly. I don't do it at all perfectly. I struggle still a lot. I still struggle with fear and resentment and dishonesty. And yet, and yet this program keeps me grounded and keeps me growing, right? Not perfection, but progress. And how exciting it is that, you know, God willing for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of my life, uh, I, I, God willing, I will be in this program growing day by day, deepening my recovery so that I can be of service to others and so that I can become the, 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 the holy person the, 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 that I was created to be, uh, to love others um, for, for God's greater glory. And so thank you all for being here. Thank you for being the example to someone as young as I am and for helping me desire to be here every morning so that I can also be formed with this 12-step way of life and come to know my God even more intimately and be formed by him. And so with that, uh, I pass. Thank you. Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks, Alec. Appreciate it. Next up is Susan G. And then we're going to open it up uh, for shares again. Good morning. This is Susan G. from Tennessee. Can you hear me, Russ? Gotcha. Yep. Thank you so much for your service and the entire team for today. So uh, I'm so grateful to be back at A Vision for You. Uh, years ago when I was listening, there was just a little over 100, and now there's over 400, and that is just fantastic growth for this group. And and the big book, you know, it's the ideas when I've run out of my own. I, You know, after practicing, picking up again, it was, evident to me, just evident to me that I had lost any idea of my own. And so I think I'm so grateful that the data is here, that they want to put data in, in these forwards to show me and help me realize that this fellowship is not that frothy appeal. It really is the attraction rather than promotion and to put a book in a hand to help someone and the intense work with others. I feel this group so much intense work with others. So, so I was pondering 
uh, yesterday, last night, and even this morning, you know, how do I see growth in myself? How do I see growth? Well, putting the food down, yes, but it's that's just that starting point. And so now it's like, oh, my gosh, from a young person, I developed this stinginess, this selfish, controlled need to know outcomes, which was impossible. So the frustration and the eating were there parallel through much of my life. But it's a broad highway, isn't it? And so I'm learning this welcoming attitude and that outreach beyond checking off a to-do list that says, I see you. I see you. And when I introduced myself a few weeks ago coming back, the inundation of calls and texts, and I still continue to get them on a daily basis, and this dedicated and returning member, every person was saying directly or indirectly, Susan, I see you. Sit where you can be seen and heard. Uh, as a teacher, whether I was teaching in a Montessori preschool or at the university level at the end of my career, I would always suggest sit where you can be seen and heard. Well, I just want you to know I see you and you see me. And the intense work that I'm experiencing with my sponsor this time around is a new, new experience. And my hope is I will continue to that uh, work that this group does and that I will be part of the data, you know, in the quote-unquote next forward of this group to show growth of this program because it is for everyone and it's all-inclusive. And I'm a bit rambling now, so I will stop. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Susan. And now we're going to open up the line for sharing again. And uh, if we share on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. And um, who, would, who would like to share? Anita. Anita J. Anita. Linda D. And uh, Kathy F. Is that Kathy? Kathy, yeah. Is it S or F? F, F. Uh, F as in pun. Uh, okay, got it. Chris Who else in Tennessee. Uh, Chris. I think I think this maybe Jamie M, Minnesota. Okay, Jamie M. Now we're gonna go with that. If we can fit every anybody else, we'll do it after that. So Nita, Linda, Kathy, Chris, and Jamie. All right, Nita, you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Russ, um, for your service and everything, your steadfastness. This is Anita J. from uh, Massachusetts, um, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I was not um, a joiner in my life. My friends back in Illinois before I left, it, they joined some kind of an organization and um it just didn't appeal to me. And the same held true as I'd moved east and now in, you know, Massachusetts. Uh, and the only one I ever did try, I got blackballed. That was the sorority. So, you know, the history is jaded here for me. Um, 
sour until Overeaters Anonymous. So what changed? It, it had to be a desperateness. It had to be because my history didn't fit. I came in in 1978 and I never left. That doesn't mean that I got recovered. Oh, God, no. But I knew there was nothing else. This was the last house on the block. And then, and I was still kind of closed in that face-to-face meetings. Remember those? Um, That was the only thing. Somebody mentioned, well, you know, we've got phone meetings. We've got this. No, no, no. Until, again, even in the program, I got desperate. And finally... I heard of this meeting, and somehow the format, so much recovery on it, finally was like God shook me by the shoulders. Listen, child, because <laughs> I think he always wanted me to have it, but he can't force you. That's, he's, very, he's very polite. So um, I'm, a, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that there was a part of me that knew, that knew that this was the place to be. And, um, you know, it's it's just a very part of my life, you know. Saturday mornings is kind of funny um, because I don't have it. So, but it's all right. I'm finding other things. And I'm grateful for all of you because of the stick-to-itiveness. So many voices I've heard forever, and I appreciate it. Uh, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Anita. Appreciate you. Next up is Linda D. followed by Kathy F. Good morning, everybody. Boy, am I glad to be with you. I'd be lost, really lost without, without God, without you, and without me. Um, I don't know what I want to say. Whole bunches of stuff. I'm first of all, I'm very, very, very grateful to be recovered since about two this morning. That's when I woke up to get medicine. And um, it's a daily thing. I've been recovered for a while. I'm going into my 11th year. And that sounds like a fantasy for somebody who was an atheist. It's not, it's real. So what do I want to say? Someone said here today, lead with love when you're in doubt. What wisdom there is in that, but I didn't know how. And this is how I learned how. From that book, from all of you, specifically from this meeting. Of course, Overeaters Anonymous. I've been in it like since 82. And it's a long road. It's a long road to get to a meeting like this because they all disappeared around here in central Connecticut. And no matter how much work we did to establish meetings, they all disappeared, or at least where I live. So this meeting has meant tremendously. It's responsible. God is responsible, of course, ultimately. It's just thrilling to be on this line with people I love for years. I don't have any idea what they look like even. Haven't seen them yet, hope to whether it's Anita or this new man, 
from uh, Minneapolis, Alec. Now, usually we don't use names. We don't refer to people. But how can you not say, look, I love you, kid. I get it. And you get it. And you have a whole life ahead of you. How wonderful. I'll be 80. 80. It's unbelievable. In February. Everybody send cards. Um, 80 years old. And yet, I have a life second to none. And it's hard. I'm in a tough spot right now because I'm alone. Um, I'm the last one in my family, except I'm not an only child anymore. I have all of you and uh, a wonderful house, wonderful neighbors, one of whom is actually an active food addict. And she's been uh, parachuting into my life and helping me. And I hope, by example, I'll help her. I'm the only one in my neighborhood that's in recovery. The only one. I hope I'll be useful to her and to others. Thank you. I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is Kathy F. What? Yeah, hi. I'm Okay. Sorry. That, no problem. One second, Kat. We we are in the forward yeah. to the third in the forward to the third edition and the first those first two paragraphs by March nineteen seventy six and then uh among them uh many in their teams. That's what we're ending with. All right, Kath, you're up. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm Kathy F from Germany. Hi, compatible with the eater. And, um, yeah, I found OA when I was 26. And, um, yeah, I'm really grateful that OA is known in Germany. I mean, and it's, yeah, it's it's a blessing that it's known so, yeah, world, not worldwide, maybe. I don't know in which, which country you don't know, but internationally. And that people are also able um, to attend these, these phone meetings. Um, and, yeah, I'm so grateful that I found a vision and other international um, big book study meetings and um, yeah, that I could find recovery finally. Um, I, I mean, I found OA when I was 26, but um, I I was abstinent, but I was not really um, recovered. So I needed some more time, um, but finally um, could, yeah, was willing to work the steps one more time some some months ago and um yeah I'm so grateful that I've found these international meetings. I mean I I attend I attended some meetings in in the meanwhile after after I, I worked the steps first. But um yeah I felt like I oh, know that's not for me. It they that they're weird there. I don't know what I was telling myself but I just felt I just wasn't willing to really follow the instructions in the big book. I just, or I couldn't, or, I mean, I was just not desperate enough, maybe. Maybe I wasn't desperate enough. I wasn't, I haven't taken this disease really seriously until I really, yeah, wanted to commit suicide <laughs> because I was so desperate. I wasn't in the food, but I was just fooling myself. So, um, yeah, this, this disease is really um, tricky and, um yeah, so I'm grateful. Um, still, I I think I'm I'm pretty young for 
being recovered and I'm grateful that I found this program at a young age and um, yeah, could have been worse. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. Okay, thanks, Kathy. Next up is Chris G, followed by Jamie M. Thanks, thanks, Russ. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for being here this morning. A great group. Uh, thank you for all the shares. I, I found a piece of paper this morning before the meeting, and it said, "Love the person that you are," and and I see that statement in entirely new way than I did years ago. Uh, I didn't love the person that I was, and I think this this uh, uh, OA has taught me uh, uh, something about loving the person that I am. But it's also it taught me something about loving the person that you are, and that's even more significant. And and this two paragraphs, what's it have to do with this two paragraphs? Well, this two paragraphs tells us what AA is, and AA is a group of people. That AA is a fellowship. AA is where they send you when you you know when you when you get uh, take up for drunk driving, you know, AA is a, a, a recovery group. It, it's about not drinking. AA's membership is a group of people. And, uh, and somebody today mentioned that, that you, you, you know, what, you, what, your, what is your problem? What is your problem? Well, my problem is love and tolerance because I didn't love and tolerate other people. And so I didn't love and tolerate myself. And uh, I know this seems very basic, but um, it was a big deal for me, big deal. And, um, and of course, then there's loving and tolerating God because I don't trust God either. So um, um, I, think, uh, I think I had to quit saying but. Just, just leave out the but. Uh, you know, uh, but, no but. Just love the person that you are. And, and that's, I, I can't do that. Only God can do that. But God can give me love and tolerance that I've never had. With that, I'm going to pass. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Chris. Next up is Jamie M. And it looks like we might be able to get a couple more in. You know me with the math. I'm not great at that. All right, Jamie Hi, this is Jamie. Hi, this is Jamie M. from Minnesota. Thanks for your service this morning. And um, Anne-Marie, great share. Thanks for kicking us off. Um, you know, I'm sitting here just basically a basket case. <laughs> I'm uh, 10 days-ish back into the program, back abstinent again, and, you know, asking asking myself some, you know, questions. I guess the thing that I'm stuck on right now is the miracle can happen for you all, but it, it just can't happen for me because I've always screwed it up before. And I guess that's the key thing right there. I have me alone doing it on my own. I can't do it. And I think maybe that's the the difference. You know, I hear people 30 years old, 80 years old, talking about the miracles in their lives, and I think, you know, they must be lying. <laughs> it must not be true. They must just be saying this for the tape. But I know that that's just my disease talking, trying to keep me isolated. One of the things that Anne-Marie said was, um, 
you know, what if I could have gotten this when I was younger? Well, that wasn't God's plan for me. This is where I am, you know, accepting it for where she is today. And I keep asking those questions, you know, why not this? Why not that? And I'm just, I'm just finding this very difficult this time to try to let this stuff go. And um, I'm just really grateful for this meeting and that you are all so open about your transformations and your relationships with God and what it takes to get there. Because maybe one day I will believe it can happen for me. Um, So for today, I'm just here, I'm listening, and I'm just really grateful for this fellowship. Thanks, Elfaz. All right. So we have time for two more shares. I think we can get two more in here. Who would like to share on this? Rivka R. Rivka. And who else? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. All right, Rivka, go ahead, and then we'll go from there. We'll see if we grab another. Okay. Or you're going to have to listen to me. You don't want to do that. I think we do want to listen to you. <laughs> um, anyway, I, um, good morning, everyone. Strzelka, our recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. And just want to thank you, everybody, for your service and for your shares. And I always hear so much on this line that just just fills me up and moves me so much. And even just hearing, you know, loving the person I am and loving the person you are, like, um, and thinking about how much shame this disease um, created in my life for so many years. I'm going to be 69, God willing, in a, in a couple weeks, and I've been, you know, dealing with this since I was five years old. <laughs> it's, um, thank God, it's going to be three years um, the week before I turn 69, so <laughs> I guess next week. Um of abstinence and being able to love myself as I am. Uh, and I'm just you know, thinking about being a teenager and all the things I did to try to fix myself, all the shame, the, the craziness, the, you know, shots of HCG in the morning to try to, 500-calorie diet and, you know, like just crazy things that I did to just to feel okay about myself. And I walked into my first OA meeting when I was 16 years old, and I just got terrified, and I ran out, and I said, oh, I can't do that. And, and God kept bringing me back, and, you know, I like, like it takes what it takes. It, it took what it took, and, and I can't live with regret that I didn't, I didn't get it, you know, when I was a teenager. It's been a long, long, long journey of, of um, but an amazing now that I'm in this side, being able to look back and saying, thank you, God, that I am where I am today, that I can be present. I can be present for myself, for my, for others, for you, um, and that I can live this life in recovery because I was so terrified when I finally, when I hit 65 and I'd been in and out of the years for over 30 you know, years and that I was going to, I was going to die like this. And I am so grateful that I can, 
live today. Um, and it's just so worth it. I wasn't a keep coming back person because I would go out when I would go out and go out, you know, um, really big. Um, but the disease kept bringing me back. So I'm just grateful that God was there with um, with open arms and and all of you. And thank you so much. And I pass. All right. Thank you very much. We have time for a two-minute share. Who would who would want that? Hey, Russ. This is Holly S. from Texas. All right, Holly. Oh. You got it. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for your service. I always enjoy hearing you. Um, I am just extremely grateful today. Um, it's day two after about a I, – I honestly think if I look at it, the calendar, it's been uh, uh, several years of um, – of um, relapse. Um, I came into, uh, I discovered vision for you when um, you guys were just new. Uh, I, I think you might just be celebrating your first birthday and, and uh, you know, I can be negative and say, wow, I've lost, you know, 10 years to this disease. Or I can say, wow, um, I found a, a room where um, people really make sense. Um, I, I came into OA as uh, a teenager um, I knew I knew when I was 12 that I used food differently. I grew up in an alcoholic home, and I understood that I was using food the same way uh, my alcoholic relative was using alcohol. And uh, made my first meeting when I was 16. And uh, but I I never heard of the kinds of messages that I hear in uh, vision for you and um, i'm so super super grateful uh super grateful uh to uh to have a, a repeat sponsor she's she's taken me on twice now and um I, I just i wish i could just explain the gratitude um thank you all for your service and and for um, creating a safe space where we all can deal with this stuff thank you have a great day guys all right, Holly, thanks a lot. You're going to be our final share. And thank you to everyone who shared. And everybody did service for this meeting. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. And then today's share ID. So Friday, uh, December 15th, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,941. So that's 20941. All right. And now we're going to have Kathy S. read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And then we'll end with the serenity prayer. Thanks, Russ. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in this fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us 
as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.